the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. And thank you and welcome to The Word. It's our Church of the Week program here on KSLR, and there are thousands of churches in San Antonio uh, and we'll get to all of them <laughs> someday here on this radio station in the next 1,000 weeks. Uh, but I'm very, very excited about the church we have for you today. Uh, but let me tell you first why we do this here on KSLR and the Word here. There's a verse in the Bible that tells me so. And it's First Timothy 5.17, and it says this, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And on this Easter week 2017, we are here to honor one of the most historic churches in San Antonio, and with me today is the senior pastor of First Baptist Church in downtown San Antonio. It's Pastor Don Guthrie. Welcome. Happy Easter, Pastor. Thank you, Baron. So, so to you as well. Thank you so, so much. Now, as I looked, found you on, on your website there, it said T. Don Guthrie. I've never heard the T except for on your So what's the T for? Terry Don Guthrie. Is that a family name? Or? Uh, no, it's just what my mom and dad came up with. And I've always gone by Don. Yeah. So T Don. Oh, T Don is T. Don. The, in the fa- in the growing up, you were T Don. No, 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 that's what the church has started calling me. So <laughs> T Don, T Don. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, again, I'm just, again so uh, honored and, and humbled and honored that you actually uh, came uh, to our station here the first time after how many years of serving at, at uh, First Baptist? Twenty one years here. Congrats. I'm really glad to be here today. Well, again, uh, we're so excited, but you're no stranger to San Antonio, my friend. Here, uh, we get to see your services broadcasted live every Sunday morning at eleven o'clock on KSAT twelve. Been doing that for how long? Well, twenty one years for me, but forty five years for the church. Wow, broadcasting the service. That's right. That's right. What a great legacy. Uh, so that tells me that there's tens of thousands of people who probably say they go to First Baptist every week and never darken the doors. It's a huge responsibility. You have so many people who have fellowships that they go to, and then they get sick. And so for a season, I become their pastor. And they hear the word of God preached to them. It's just a great privilege. They tell you that. You're oh, my pastor. And absolutely. I've, and I've never they been. Do. Send me notes to say, I'm watching you. I'm going to go back to my church when I'm well, but I'm watching you. So thanks. Yeah, it's a great privilege. Well, of course, I think if you live in this town, you know that's that's what's going on with First Baptist uh, Church in, in San Antonio, Texas. And you do something there that's been a long tradition in many churches, but actually has kind of maybe snuck away. And that's before the main message. You invite the kids to come up for that little message. Oh, wow. And uh, And what's so great about that is the obvious there. You never know what they're going to say. I should have asked you before uh, we started here there, too, but does anything come to mind of maybe what little Billy or little Johnny said there or embarrassed their mom or dad? Or <laughs> well, actually, a lot of that is kind of a setup because I'm very aware that those children are there in the same room with their parents. So here's the deal. I really want those kids to have an approachable authority figure in their life. I want somebody for them to sit near me, hear the word of God. I think it has long-term impact on their life. I'm really glad to have those kids come near me. Now, I'm going to see through something here, because here's my theory. I think you're really talking to the parents, because there's some meat and potatoes in your messages to those kids, and they're acting like, oh, this is expensive for you, but this is for me. Do you when hear I, that? When I finish a sermon, I take the, all those notes, 
And then I go back and I take the most visual aspect out of it, and it becomes the children's sermon. So that I really, it is connected. Everything is connected that day, and those kids are learning the same thing we're learning. Well, again, a great, great feature there uh, that you do every Sunday at, uh, at First Baptist San Antonio there. But let's, let us remind everybody where you're at. You've been in the same place for, you've been there for 21 years, but how long has the church been there on McCullough Road? Uh, well, we've moved a little bit within the downtown sector, but 156 years, the church. We were formed just weeks after Abraham Lincoln was inaugurated as president. Wow. So there's a long history here. There's some perspective there, too. Have it, and, and as, if the walls could talk, I'm sure it would be the... Another book all by itself there, too. But right. has, has it been, is there, what, what kind of history has happened in First Baptist downtown? It's actually been connected with the whole city. I yeah. mean, there have been ups and there have been downs. There's this gradual progress. There's a sense of, um, we call it new life historic faith. And so there's a sense of history, mm. but life has to bubble up and change. And one of the things I, I love about that church is they, they never say absolutely no. They're really adventuresome people. They think and try, and any good idea, they say, let's let's give it a try. Yeah. So. Well, we've been happy to, to partner with you in some several events over the years there, too. You brought in Sandy Patty for a live concert, and the Christmas cantatas, the presentations, always so, so gorgeous. And, of course, Easter Sunday is always special. Let's talk about Easter real quick. What's happening on Easter Sunday? It's going to be a full day for us. It'll be a sunrise service. We'll serve breakfast. I'll teach a, a book by A.B. Simpson called The Christ of the Forty Days. It'll be a special Bible study. Beautiful books. Like, what do you learn about the Savior by those post-resurrection appearances? Just an amazing book. And then our normal services to shout, He is risen. It's a privilege, isn't it? We do have a series of Serve the City initiatives. We call it PULSE. And so the week before Easter, we'll all start through and say, now, where can we go to serve the city? So thinking that the life of Christ ought to evidence itself in more than doctrine, mm. in service and activity. So it's going to be a busy week for us. Happy week. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're getting some time off after Easter here because this is, I know it takes a lot out of every pastor in this town. Yeah, it's a joy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And again... I hope you get a day of rest, uh, and I encourage you to, sir. Thanks. Well, if you're just joining us, hey, it's our Church Elite program here on The Word here. I'm our special guest is the senior pastor of First Baptist uh, Church San Antonio. It's Pastor Don Guthrie, and uh, T-Don, as he's called in the halls of the church there. <laughs> uh, service times every Sunday morning at 8.30. Uh, traditional service, I understand, and then again at 11 o'clock. But at the same time at 11 o'clock, there's also a contemporary worship service next door, right. right? In the chapel. It's called yeah. Logos. Very good. And then uh, back again Sunday night at 6 o'clock for an evening service. Do you teach that too? Uh, once a month I teach it, and we actually just have a rotating a series of events that happen on Sunday evenings. Very good. And then if you go to your website, uh, and that website is fbcsa.org. FBC, of course, stands for First Baptist Church, sa.org. Uh, when you click on the Sunday School tab, Pastor, there's like 50, 60, 70 different classes going on, including a lot of international uh, services there too. What's going on there? Yeah. I'm going to think eight years ago, I can't even remember how long, a group of internationals from Burma. And go way, way back, Adniram Judson, Baptist missionary in the 1800s, reached people in Burma. So these people are leaving because of political asylum. Mm. And on the way over here, they say to each other, if we can just find a Baptist church, they'll help us. Now, they're remembering Adniram Judson. So they get here. They call us and say, Here's a group of seven or eight families from Burma. Would you help them? And I said, obviously we would. Now, that is eight years ago. I bet there's 600 families now. Mm. And so they've come. They've split into different groups. We have five international services. 
basically rising up out of the Burmese language. But been, it has been like a chapter in the book of Acts mm. to see those churches develop. On Sunday, we'll have an ordination service for one of the new pastors of those little burgeoning, growing churches. It's just been phenomenal to, to watch that go on. Congratulations again. They love the Lord, yeah. and they're just serving him in this new nation. So Let's put the church on the map. I said it was on McCullough Road. Right. And officially, it's uh, 515 McCullough Avenue. How do you get to, uh, if I'm coming from, I guess, the airport where our station is, and I'm going down 281, how do I get to yeah. the church? Actually, it's kind of in between, on McCullough Road, it's in between 35 and 37. You can reach it from either one of those. It is catty corn from the new Tobin yeah. Arts Center, so that kind of puts it in a spatial relationship for you. Is parking free on Sundays? <laughs> it is free. Okay, cool. It is free. Yeah, now, uh, this might be off the record here. There, is it uh, during the week there? Can, does the church benefit from the Tobin and, and some opportunities there for parking? We're in all sorts of new partnerships with that growing Good. area, them renting parking spaces. It's, it's a really, really remarkable time in the life of that church. One of the most creative periods that I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's fantastic what's going on downtown. And next year is the tricentennial celebration for San Antonio. So I imagine that First Baptist might be a part of of that storytelling of San Antonio. Our city is one of the only cities that's named after a saint. We don't, our whole history revolves around the the Christian mission. And so you talk to the city councilman about that, you talk to the mayor, and it's interesting they all get that. There's a sense, you know, the geographic center mm-hmm. is San Fernando. The, the whole city reverberates with a sense of faith as part of our heritage. There's another other thing called the Alamo, I think, was also <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. It might have some church history to it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> wow. Well, again, I, I can't wait to see what, what happens in San Antonio next year. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and bring this up now, Pastor. Uh, looking at your website, there's a search committee going on for a pastor uh, in the next year. What are your plans? What's going on? So I've been there 21 years. Last year in prayer, the Lord began to speak to me that it was time for me to begin to make some plans for retirement. So we asked the church. You just got started. <laughs> they <laughs> they took it so well with great courage. They formed a search team. We're looking for my successor. When we find him, he and I will then enter two years of co-pastoring together, and maybe longer. I don't know. We don't know how long I will stay. That will depend on how things go, but we know what our assignment is now. So we're looking for this guy, and I'm praying for him every day. I'm excited to meet him. Yeah, I'm happy for you there, too. You, you, you know, again, are worthy of honor, and thank you for serving uh, as long as you have. Let's go back to the beginning there. When did you get the calling? When did you go to uh, – well, I know that you went to Baylor. Right. And uh, and by the way, KSLR is the home of the Baylor Bears football every uh, Sunday, Saturday here. Uh, but then you went on to seminary. When did that when did that calling start for you, sir? Um, I wasn't a Christian until I was 17 years old. Yeah. And um, Campus Crusade for Christ told me about a personal relationship with God. And I was so lost, so lost. And remember praying at the back of that room, God, if what he's saying is true, would you do that for me? And I'm sorry, what, was this a revival, or where were you? No, it was a Campus Crusade just, Christ, oh, sorry. Bible study. Just a sec, okay. And immediately, I didn't tell anybody. I was way too embarrassed and too proud. Um, mm. Felt the only thing that was clean that had ever been in my life, I just, it felt clean. And so a couple of months later, I knelt beside my bed and said, um, either get in or get out. I cannot live this, I can't live two worlds. And felt the Lord say, I love you. And I wept, and I wept. It was the first time I'd ever felt loved like I fit in the world. 
And so that night I said to him, I will serve you. I will serve you. And so thought immediately that I was going to be a pastor. Mm. Later on, people said, that's not how you get called to be a pastor. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so I went to Baylor thinking I was going to be an attorney. And my senior year at Baylor, the Lord said, no, you were right the very first time. And my call uh, was speak my word. Mm. That's how I understood the Holy Spirit speaking to me, speak my word. And actually, it's just been now 47 years of working out that sense of calling. What is God saying to a lost world? What is his voice? And that's really my great joy is trying to Mm. say that with some sort of integrity and passion. Excellent. So did you go to uh, seminary here in San Antonio or did you? Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth. Okay. Served a church in Dallas as a youth minister, then went to Miami, Florida as a single adult minister. A large church, you know, hundreds of single adults, and met Holly there, my wife. And, uh, and how did you meet Holly? I was in a Bible study with Steve Brown. Steve Brown, KSLR Steve Brown. Yeah. Steve Brown. <laughs> we were in a Bible study, and a guy in that Bible study said, every time I think about you, I think about Holly Home. was her name. And he said, you got to promise me you'll call her. And so I called her, and it, it was amazing the sense of God having provided a wife for me. It was just congratulations. Yes, yeah. as a matter of fact, today's our anniversary. Hey. Thirty-two, thirty-two years. Congratulations. Being married. I'll, I'll, this is not about me here, but uh, <laughs> yesterday was my two hundredth anniversary with my wife. Two hundred months. <laughs> we we still recognize. I say we. I do. She's like really, <laughs> really. <laughs> but it, does a gift go along with every one of those anniversaries? We went to dinner. She got a she got an appetizer. <laughs> okay. Free appetizer. How about that? Good. So counts. what are you doing to celebrate there <laughs> on, on Easter week too? You got it. When as busy as you are, your anniversary falls during Easter week. What do y'all? We'll, I'll do. We'll go out to dinner. We were cards and gratitude this morning. We'll go out to dinner. Actually, she wanted a plane ticket home to go see her mom there you who go. lives in, in Indiana. So I said, that'll oh, be great. That'll be sweet. great. Yeah. Well, again, congratulations to, to you in there. Um, so uh, after Miami, did, did San Antonio call you or how did that happen? No. Then we were called. A, I've always felt called a pastor. I really never wanted to do anything but pastor God's people. That's what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And so we, somehow a single adult pastor just never did fit. And so immediately when we married, then I began to get calls. Went to a little church in the north part of Florida, north Florida, nine years there. And so one day I'm sitting in my office and Blake Coffey, uh, an attorney here in town, Unity Ministries mm. director, he was the chairman of the search team. He called and he said, would you talk to us? We believe that God may be calling you to San Antonio. So, Had you ever been to First Baptist in San Antonio before? Well, here's an interesting story. In my college years, I loved Jimmy Allen, who was the pastor there. And just after I affirmed my call to be a pastor, I called him one day and said, Dr. Allen, could would you ever just let me just come by and watch you for a full day? And he said, sure. Come on. Yeah. So I drove down from Waco, and so that day I was in that same office. Who ever dreamed that years later yeah. I would be the pastor? Same office. I think God might, might have had an <laughs> yeah, idea. I think maybe. So anyway, <laughs> it was a it was eerie when First Baptist called me again. Interesting. I'd never sent my resume in. I never applied or anything. They'd heard about me through somebody else, and so it really was a God thing from start to finish. Well, we're so honored to recognize First Baptist Church as our KSLR, uh, our Word Church of the Week. Uh, and if you'd like to hear, boy, I tell you what, all the great devotionals that you did for us, Pastor, this week, all uh, in the spirit of Easter and, and the resurrection and the celebration that it is, uh, you can find it on our Church of the Week page at uh, am630theword.com. 
And, uh, and again, this conversation also there for you to find as well. Uh, it's First Baptist Church San Antonio uh, with Pastor Don Guthrie here. So, uh, Pastor, right now, it's, it's, it's Easter weekend, though. You've been in a nice little spring series here on the book of Genesis. In fact, it's called Genesis uh, Power and Purpose, God Unveils the Universe. And again, you can see all those messages on demand at your website at uh, fbcsa.org. Uh, but I'll give you a chance to, to preach a little bit here, if you, if you will. What's, what's, the big, what's been the big takeaway of, of the book of Genesis for you? Yeah. We, we live in such an evolutionary theory-influenced uh, culture that we've just begun to sell away our heritage. And so to read again that story that I believe was given by God in toto to Moses on the mountain. Mm. So it's just this r- remarkable story about the archetypes of humanity and marriage and purpose and it's it it is life-giving to read it again and think see evolution says that we started low and we've been kind of climbing gradually higher the bible says just the opposite that we were once were so much more than we are now Mm. more than you can imagine what it is to be a man and a woman and we have fallen we've fallen and it's so it is. We were already there. Yeah. The memory of that is, I think, held in all collective mm. societies. I think we all have this collective memory that somehow we were meant to be more than we are. So it's just been brilliant. And I like what you said the word that, that you said in part of the creation is you said the word marriage. Uh, as it started in the garden, and we end in Revelation with the with the wedding feast. Absolutely, you know, what a picture of a relationship with with Christ that we're supposed to. And it's all right there in Genesis, like That's you're right. saying. So God takes a rib, and you think, well, now why in the world would He do it that way? It's because He's both poet and prose writer. He's accomplishing it, but it, there's symbol underneath it, so yeah. that Adam wakes up and he says, "She is my equal. She is made of the same stuff as I." And so. He honors her intuitively and immediately and powerfully. He says, good grief, what this woman is. And so as he honors her and she helps him. So the, all the, the subjects are there, and we have corrupted them and we've ignored them. But still this good God says, no, there's a great purpose for the human race. Mm. It's amazing. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It- Great study that you're doing. Uh, again, you can see it on demand uh, at their website. Again, that's uh, fbcsa.org. Uh, or here's an idea. Go visit on Sunday. How about that? <laughs> and uh, and witness it yourself. They've been doing it. The church has been doing it for 156 years. Uh, Pastor uh, <laughs> Don's been doing it for uh, for, for 21 years. Uh, and so so go enjoy it. Uh, every Sunday morning at 830 and again at 11 o'clock, your choice. You can do the traditional service or the contemporary service. I imagine that's the difference in the worship styles. Is that what, that's what's happening? Worship style, basically, the message and the scripture is the same. As it should be. Yeah, yeah. You know? Very good. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the worship for a second there. Great worship leader you have uh, over there. It's just phenomenal. We're world you. class. A- absolutely. The church has a long history of affirming art as mm. part of the creativity, the imago Dei that God puts in us. And so there's this deep re- respect for organ, piano, guitar, orchestra, song. And to, to sit in that sanctuary and let those people just sing to you, it just kind of raises that riff. It's really, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And it's, and it's I, I, I 
hesitate to say the word nostalgic because it's not not you don't get that experience anymore. That's right. In other churches, so. it is a. So we uh, in the traditional service we sing from hymn books. In the logos service we don't, but we we have found that the scripture is the binding glue. Yes. So all of us are doing Genesis. All of us are talking the same thing. So you can interpret a lot of different ways, and, and into Burmese, and into Spanish, and to. So many different ways. All right. So when church is over, where do we go for lunch? <laughs> Where's the nearest Luby's? I guess it's up the road. Uh, this church comes from 360 degrees. That's it, true. It just comes from all over San Antonio. So it is wonderful to think about us representing the city in a different way. People, Churches in a downtown setting kind of have a different take because we are at the center and we represent all parts. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a different feel, different responsibility. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, then I, w- I should uh, not hesitate to say that there's also a Spanish service also at 11 o'clock. Right. Uh, right. Do you get in cahoots with that pastor and make sure that you're all talking about Genesis at the same time, or does he do his own? Uh, no, absolutely. We all study, all of our Sunday school classes study the same text, and then mm-hmm. I preach on that in worship. So you've essentially had it three times. You read it all week, you study it in Sunday school, then you hear it preached, we we learned some years ago that we were racing by Americans with their sense of Scripture. You you knew Scripture, but you never got to meditate on it. And see, right. God's promise is for his word. It comes to those who meditate on it, chew it, kind of figure out what is this asking of me. And so that's what we that's why we went back to a more concentrated approach. Let let's just park here for a while. Mm. Think about what this scripture is saying and how have our hearts respond to God. You talked about the uh, the international churches that found you just because of your name, uh, and I would assume that missions are a continuing ministry of, of the church. What other ministries are happening in the church that you'd like to, to recognize and, and uh, give a shout-out to? Absolutely. The church is a little of this long missionary um, passion, and so we, we have mission teams leaving from First Baptist Church all year long, all year long across the globe. Mm-hmm. But we also have a community missions uh, emphasis, which says, find a place in this city where you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Find a people group, a need. Every Bible study class, every family is encouraged. Take your kids on these projects. Go feed the homeless. Like in the Pulse projects pre-Easter, we'll fill, fill up bags for homeless folks. We'll give them to our folks and say, now, as you prayer walk this city, you speak about Christ to folks who need it the most. So yeah, missions is part of the way you live. It's not a project or a, a trip. It's it's the kind of your attitude toward a world. Uh, Jesus is amazing. His post-resurrection experiences go into all the world. The whole world's mine. And so you're my people, so you get out there. So it's it's an amazingly broad picture. Fantastic here. Again, we're talking to Pastor Don Guthrie, the senior pastor of First Baptist Church in San Antonio, Texas. The, his, the history uh, that I can't even imagine uh, of all the men of faith who, uh, who who've been behind the pulpit and all the change and all the souls that have been saved because of that church. What a great legacy! How do you put that in perspective uh, when you look back ten years from now and looking back? The first night I was ever on campus for a long time, they, the committee talked with me, and it was Christmas season, uh, nineteen ninety five. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so they walked me into this sanctuary, and it was decorated for Christmas, and I stood behind the pulpit, and I looked. I thought, what a marvelous room to preach God's Word. You could tell, see the television cameras over there. And I thought, dear God, thank you for the opportunity I'm going to have to tell people about the gospel. 
just to speak that same gospel that changed my life. I, mm. I still remember being lost. I still remember not knowing what to, how to make life make sense. And then, and the world doesn't tell you because they are continuing to do a humanistic, self-oriented gospel. This one turns that on its head. It says, no, you start over at the bottom and you kneel and call Jesus Lord and you let him recreate you and it all fits together. It fit, well, See, I didn't know that. Hmm. Nobody ever... I remember, Baron, um, I was a nine-year-old kid, and I went to a revival with my grandmother that I loved. And I remember weeping because I knew there was more to life than I could piece together. But there wasn't anybody that could tell me what to do. So then I waited eight more years for a Campus Crusade for Christ mm-hmm. guy to say, it's a personal relationship with Christ. It's a dynamic, vibrant, real relationship with Christ. And so how can you ever repay that debt that somebody told you that story and you and rescued you? How do you ever repay that? So, Right. It's huge. And John Bazzagno, the pastor at First Houston, writes a book about prayer. And I, I finally get it about Gethsemane, that prayer was hard even for Jesus. So he, he, he kneels, he says what he, he gets up, he rubs his neck, he comes back, he says it again, he gets up he's he like pounding a nail and i thought that's it that's it prayer isn't just this little thing i do in a car on the way to work it is a real relationship with an invisible vast god so gosh i'm indebted to people who've helped me well again i just want to honor you and thank you again for your service at first uh, thank you for your serv- for answering the call and being obedient to our Savior. You're welcome. And uh, I can't w- wait to tell my kids about uh, that I got to talk to you today here, <laughs> sir. Uh, hey, here's an idea. If you're listening and you're looking for something to do on Sunday, maybe Easter Sunday or any Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday every, every Sunday Absolutely. at your church, I bet there. Uh, go to First Baptist Church of San Antonio. They're at 515 McCullough Avenue, downtown San Antonio, right between the Tobin and 35, 37, right there in that little corner. Uh, service times, again, start at 8.30 in the morning, 11 o'clock, and again, a Sunday evening service at 6 o'clock. And you can find all this and more at fbcsa.org. And I say, Pastor Don Guthrie, thank you again. God bless you. Thank you, Baron. My name is Baron. Baron Wiley here, and we thank you for listening to AM630, The Word. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.